Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm going to be going over my week number three top 24 quarterback and tight end rankings for the 2023 fantasy football season. But before we get on into these week three quarterback and tight end rankings, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, then please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure you leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at Notorious FNTSY. And if you want to check out my weekly rankings as well as get an answer to any of the questions you guys may have, check out the Patreon linked in the video description for $7.50 a month. So without further ado, let's get into my week number three quarterback and tight end rankings for the 2023 fantasy football season. We begin with the S tier at the quarterback position at number one with Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs going up against the Chicago, Chicago Bears this week at home in Kansas City. Now, Patrick Mahomes has yet to finish inside the top three at the quarterback position, quarterback seven week one and quarterback 12 in week number two. But at the end of the day, this is a wet dream matchup for Patrick Mahomes. The Chicago Bears defense is down astronomical. The Bears defense is absolutely atrocious. So I think Patrick Mahomes gets it done in a big way in week number three. There's also the bonus that maybe Justin Fields puts the pieces together right so far this season. We've seen Justin Fields try to put a square peg through a circular hole, but I think maybe in week number three, Justin Fields comes correct and has a better game. And if that is the case, then Patrick Mahomes could be pushed into a higher scoring narrative where he might be able to put up a crazy score. But even if Justin Fields is kind of just eh, like he was through the first two games. Honestly, last week he was pretty atrocious. Patrick Mahomes should be just fine. Again, this Chicago Bears defense is awful. At number two, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills going up against the left hands up. Who are we? The Commanders in Washington. Down week one for Josh Allen, right? This guy looked like a chicken with his head cut off behind the Bills offensive line, throwing three interceptions against the Jets and having one fumble. Last week, though, he turned those interceptions into touchdowns with three touchdowns and no interceptions up against the Las Vegas Raiders this week up against the Commanders. I do really believe that Jack Del Rio's defense is a little bit overrated, though their offense is a little underrated, and I think Sam Howell and the boys could be able to force this to be a higher scoring affair in which Josh Allen could do even better, even if this doesn't end up being a Rock'em Sock'em-esque robot matchup, right? And maybe Sam Howell has a down game. He can't get it up. He needs some Viagra. Josh Allen should be just fine. At number three, Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens going up against the Indianapolis Colts at home in Baltimore. Now, this would have been one of the most exciting matchups of the week. Obviously, the Indianapolis Colts, as a team, aren't going to finish very well at the end of the season. But for fantasy football, seeing Lamar Jackson versus Anthony Richardson would get you very excited excited, but instead, since he suffered that concussion in that game in week number two, we are going to be seeing Gardner Minshew under center for the Colts. So this game might not be as high scoring as it originally would have been with Anthony Richardson. But again, Lamar Jackson is a must start piece weekly and he hasn't even broken 100 rushing yards yet in a game this season. I think this will be the week that he does so up against the Colts. At number four, we have Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay on Monday night. Football, the first of two games on Monday night. Quarterback number four last week up against the Vikings. One of the most entertaining games of the week. And shockingly, it was a Thursday night football game. Now, I know it felt like the whole time the Philadelphia Eagles were going to win that game, 
but the Minnesota Vikings did play well enough for it to be fun. Jalen Hurts looked really good. He has one of the best weapon cores in the NFL. He is one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the NFL, and he is behind one of the best offensive lines. Now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense has been sneaky good, but at the end of the day, Jalen Hurts deserves to be a top four, top five quarterback in the rankings every single week, regardless of the matchup. Again, I bring up that the Bucs defense is sneaky good, but I don't think they have what it takes to take down Jalen Hurts. At number five, we have Justin Herbert, the pervert of the LA Chargers, going up against the cold like Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Quarterback six in week one, 11 in week number two, up against the Laetite Thons. Now, honestly, I expected a bigger game out of Justin Herbert in week number two. The Tennessee Titans defense is elite up against the run, but up against the pass, they would get bent over a table. So, I get Herbert, 305 passing yards, two touchdowns. Not a bad day by any means, but Justin Herbert kind of folded like a table. The drunk Bills fans jumped through at the end of the game when the ball was in his hands to win the game. Same thing happened up against the Dolphins. Justin Herbert has that choke fucking gene. He's about as clutch as having Giannis Antetokounmpo shoot a free throw at the end of the game to win the NBA championship because we all know that ain't happening. So Justin Herbert, again, despite his anti-clutchness up against the Minnesota Vikings, a bottom of the barrel defense. This is my favorite game of the week. Now, as a Dolphins fan, obviously, I'm gonna be very excited to see Tua take on Russell Wilson. It'll be fun. But in terms of scoring, this is going to be that Rock'em Sock'em Robots-esque match, right? That super high-scoring game. And I love Justin Herbert as well as Kirk Thuggins, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Go Chains, quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings going up against the Chargers. That Chargers defense looks putrid. Quarterback nine in week one, quarterback two up against the Eagles last week. Kirk Cousins beat the allegations that this guy struggles in prime time. Fantastic performance out of Kirk Cousins, over 300 yards and two or more touchdowns in each of the first two games of the season. I think this guy's a stone cold lock to finish as a top eight quarterback on the week. And again, while normally the S tier quarterbacks are just a couple of guys, this week, there is a whole lot of quarterbacks that I like as S-tier options, as guys that you just must start. Obviously, you're always starting Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, but based upon how Kirko Chains has been playing, he gets elevated into the S-tier, especially because of the matchup moving into the A-tier. A slight demotion to Tua Tungavailoa of the Miami Dolphins going up against the Denver Broncos. Now, the Denver Broncos defense is banged up right now. They are missing a couple of pieces. The cornerback, two in Denver is absolute dick cheese. The problem here is Tua might be without his number two weapon or his 1B weapon on the team. Jalen waddled away, waddle, waddle, till the very next day. Bum, 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 bum. But at the end of the day, even if Jalen Waddle isn't able to play and they've got River Minecraft, River Craycraft, and Braxton Berrios filling in that role, Tua Tungavailoa is going to lay some pipe down for that ass like he's a plumber, like his name is Mario or Luigi. I love this spot for Tua. My only worry. My only worry is that without Waddle, maybe Coach Mike McDaniel looks to run the ball a little bit more in this game. But even so, Tua is a lock to finish top 12 on the week. And again, I know, Nick, he had a down game against the Patriots. Yeah, I know, but I didn't really expect that huge of a game if I was being honest with you guys. And I told you guys that in the quarterback rankings, as well as the quarterback start sit video from week number two. 
Next up at number eight, we got touchdown Jesus Trevor Lawrence of the Jacksonville Jaguars going up against the Houston Texans at home in Jacksonville. On paper, this is a very fire matchup for Trevor Lawrence and he should have a huge game. The problem is if CJ Stroud and friends in Houston can't just eke their way into this game, if this ends up being a SmackDown brother Hulkamaniac situation, then Lawrence might not finish as like a top five guy because they're get, they're just smacking the Texans and they're running late in the game. Though the Texans offense has actually looked pretty good. So I think Lawrence is a pretty safe bet to be a top 10 quarterback on the week at number nine. Dickie Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys going up against the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. Week one up against the Giants. Obviously the Cowboys win that game by 40. Week two against the Jets. They smack the Jets around as well. But Dak Prescott has yet to finish as a top 12 quarterback. Again, another wet dream matchup, another matchup that will have you waking up in the middle of the night, having a wet dream, salivating, thinking about the matchup against a sorry Cardinals defense. The problem here, no moss for this game is this might be a repeat of week one, right? Where the Cowboys are smacking around Will Smith style, the defense, and you just see a lot of Pollard, a lot of Deuce Vaughn, Rico, the other running back there, and you don't see as much Dak Prescott. So again, the upside is incredible, but I do worry that this game might get out of hand very, very quickly. Moving now to the B-tier quarterbacks, we got two guys here, the Goffinata, Jared Goff of the Detroit Lions going up against the Atlanta Falcons quarterback 18 week one quarterback six in week number two a loss to the Seattle Seahawks that was an electrifying performance this week up against the Atlanta Falcons that defense to me in my opinion is a little bit sneaky good but if Desmond Ritter and this offense commit to throwing the ball more obviously it really isn't Ritter's choice I don't think Ritter has audible ability in that offense right we know Arthur Smith just calling the plays they love to run the ball but maybe the rushing attack is so effective against the Detroit Lions defense that is no bueno, and this becomes a higher scoring game where Jared Goff gets to throw a bunch. I think he's a pretty safe bet this week, but he isn't in the same tier as those other guys because for me, I do think the Atlanta Falcons defense is a little better than people give him credit for. At number 11, Justin Fields of the Chicago Bears going up against the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. Justin Fields has yet to finish as a top 12 quarterback in fantasy football and has yet to rush over 10 times in any given game. Justin Fields, please, for the love of all that is good in fantasy football, run the ball this week. Please, stop trying to stand in the pocket like a fucking statue, thinking you're Aaron Rodgers, trying to surgically dissect the defense. Run out of the pocket. Your offensive line is a sieve. They spread open like Moses spread the Red Sea. So please, Justin Fields, move. Start running. Do something. Because the Chiefs' defense isn't amazing. Justin Fields can make plays. And I talked about this when we talked about DJ Moore in the wide receiver rankings video. If you told me... At the beginning of the season, before I saw week one, a disaster-filled game up against the Packers or last week up against the Bucks defense, I would have told you, Fields versus Mahomes must watch television. Fields could be the quarterback one on the week. But based upon what we've seen right now, 
quarterback 11 might even be a little ambitious. Moving to the C tier here, Geno Smith of the Seahawks got up against the Carolina Panthers at home in Seattle. Geno looked real good in week number two, despite a poor effort in week number one against the Rams quarterback eight. Last week, the Panthers as a whole are just a fucking boring ass team to watch. Andy Dalton, the red rifle, is going to be under center for the Panthers, not Bryce Young, which makes things even worse. The Panthers do kind of have a defense. They have a semblance of a defense. But at the end of the day, the Panthers fucking reek to high heaven. Geno should be just fine in this spot. Deshaun Watson at number 13. I will say that there feels like a not a steep drop-off in terms of what I think they will produce from the B to the C tier. But there does feel like a drop-off in confidence, right? Number 13, Deshaun Watson. Week number one, he's looking sharp. It's like, oh, look at Nick, this genius who told people that Deshaun Watson wasn't washed up, that Deshaun Watson still had some juice left in the tank. And then week number two was like, Nick, you fucking idiot. They put the wool over your eyes week one. They took you out back and whacked you like you were in The Sopranos, right? Sean Watson looked like shit, a steaming pile of dog shit in prime time. Everyone's watching, right? Not everyone saw that Bengals game, right, where Watson looks good, right? Because people are watching other things, right? But in week two, when all eyes are on Deshaun Watson, the guy crumbles. He might have been a little bit stressed out, might have needed a little massage at halftime, and he can't get those anymore, I'm sure. In Cleveland, no one's trying to give this guy a massage. So up against the Titans, a pass funnel defense that we talked about, really good against the run, very bad against the pass. Deshaun Watson should bounce back, but am I very confident in it? If I'm being honest with you, not really, but I'm still going to roll him out. At number 14, Joe Shiesty, Joe, Joe Burrow, and they're starting to call him Joe Heisty. I've made this joke in like a million videos, so people are probably tired of it. Because he took all that money from Cincinnati, Brock Osweiler style, and hasn't done anything. Limited in practice on Friday with a calf injury. Based upon what Jamar Chase was saying, I'm starting to panic that Joe Shiesty ain't playing in week number three. And if he does play, he is going to be hampered. His rushing ability is going to be very low with the calf injury. He's just going to have to stand there in the pocket. And if the offensive line withered, the Burrow's going to get plowed like his name was Riley Reed behind that O-line. Burrow's been the quarterback 31 and 21. Can you do something for me? He has been shit this season. Terrible. There will be a time for him to bounce back but I don't necessarily think it will be this week against the Rams. Though if he does play, I'm still probably playing him in most scenarios because with the weapons of Higgins and Jamar Chase and Boyd, even on a peg leg like his name was Patchy the Pirate, he should be just fine, but it is a little bit worrisome. Moving now into the D tier, we begin at number 15 with the other quarterback in this game, Matthew Stafford, Matthew Snapback of the LA Rams going up against the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button down below. And I would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Manscaped. Fresh ball fall is upon us and you need to be in the festive spirit. Light a candle, get some pumpkin spice, and make sure your balls are looking nice with the sponsor of today's show, Manscaped. Nature may clear the leaves of their trees, but you'll need Manscaped's help to get you ready for that sweater weather. Get your pants, puppies, prepared for cuffing season with a trim as refreshing as a fall breeze by going to manscaped.com and using code notorious for 20% off plus free shipping. Manscaped has some of the greatest 
tools for grooming as a guy. As someone that has used some other products and things haven't went too well, I will assure you that Manscaped is on the top of the line. Again, bring in Fall Right and get 20% off and free shipping with the code Notorious at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use promo code Notorious as the leaves fall. Make sure you have it all with Manscaped. Back on into things here at number 15, Matthew Stafford. He's been pretty solid recently, looked really good against the Niners, despite the fact that I thought that he wouldn't play well in that game. He did throw two interceptions, so not the best game, but he did look better than I thought he would. I thought that 49ers defense was going to lock him down like they did to Danny Dimes on Thursday Night Football. This is a good matchup. That Cincinnati Bengals defense doesn't really look all that intimidating, Still no Cooper Cup for the Stafford Rams, but they still have Puka Nakua, who looks like the second coming of Randy Moss. They still have Tutu Atwell, Tyler Higbee, Van Jefferson, and the best running back in the NFL, Kyron Williams. So Stafford should be just fine this week. But again, definitely not ideal to be starting any of these guys. And number 16, Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited, going up against the Miami Dolphins in the 305 in Miami. Russell Wilson looked real good last week against the Commanders on paper, but if you actually watch the game, you watch either of these Broncos games in the first half, these guys look rock solid, right? They, the game plan is fantastic. It's amazing. The Broncos are moving the ball left and right. It's as easy as one, two, three, A, B, C, like the Jackson 5. And then in the second half, there are zero adjustments made by Sean Payton. Russell Wilson looks compromised in the second half. He looks like he has no idea what he's doing. It looks like, you know, Mr. Limited from last season, right? The version of Russell Wilson that was dog shit under Nathaniel Hackett. So maybe he starts off strong against the Dolphins, but I feel like this it's the same shit different day every game with Russell Wilson. I know, but Nick, he threw that crazy uh, Hail Mary touchdown at the end of the game. Don't you remember? Yeah, he pulled a rabbit out of a hat. You watch the games. The first half, this offense is humming. They're humming. And the second half, snoring like fucking Snorlax. So, I don't think Russell Wilson's that bad, but I also think the Dolphins' defense is sneaky better than we give them credit for. And I also think the Broncos' O-line might be getting a train ran on him here. Russell Wilson's going to struggle a bit. So, again, I'm not burying Russ in the rankings but do I want to play him? No. At number 17, Jordan, love me tender, love me sweet, of the Green Bay Packers going up against the Saints at home in Lambeau. Quarterback three in week one, 16 in week number two. He's thrown three passing touchdowns in each of his last two games. Is he throwing three touchdowns this week up against the Saints defense? And I don't think so, but based upon how patterns work, which I learned as a child in elementary school, everyone loves throwing three again. Again, probably not, though. Saints defense, definitely the best defense that he's played against thus far. Chicago, again, just a terrible defense. A shell of what they were just a couple of years ago when kissing titties Mitchell Trubisky took them to the playoffs. The Falcons defense against Sneaky Good, but uh, didn't look the best against Jordan. Love me tender, love me sweet. We still don't know if Watson's going to end up playing Christian Watson or A.A. Ron Jones. I don't think Watson's going to play, but I do think Jones will play. Jordan Love's going to be just fine, but again, in more negative matchups like against the Saints, it's definitely a lot more scary to play Love because, again, we've only really seen like three games in this guy's career of him being the starting quarterback. Moving now to the E tier at number 18. Again, if you are in this range, it is stranger danger, and it gets even scarier as we get into the F tier. 
And as we get past the first two guys in the E tier, again, I think CJ Stroud could outscore all these guys, and he's the quarterback 22. Same thing with Pickett and Carr, but they scare me a lot more than Sam Howell and Baker. Top 14 quarterback in the first two starts of Sam Howell's uh, second season in Washington. He obviously played really well up against the Cowboys at the end of last season, but many people, including myself, thought, hey, let's not overreact to that, right? Let's not give Sam Howell the gawk gawk 9,000 because maybe that was Fugazi, you know, how much are the Cowboys trying? But Sam Howell has looked really good, and Eric Bieniemy, as the offensive coordinator has really changed things. I think Riverboat Ron might just, he might take this team to the playoffs and get fired, and then Eric Bieniemy is the head coach of the team because... Eric Bieniemy pulling the sw the strings like a fucking marionette has really changed things in Washington. Now, the matchup against the Bills is nowhere as good as against Arizona or Denver. So I think we are are in are 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 in for like a fucking seal. Are in for a more down game this week out of Howell, but again, he still has that upside in him. And number 19, Baker up against the Eagles defense. The Eagles defense on paper good, but they are banged up. Quarterback 13 week one, 18 in week number two. I think we see a little fall off from Grace here out of Baker. But it also wouldn't surprise me if Baker went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Eagles, right? We see a straight up just blow for blow matchup pause that's just incredibly fun to watch but there's also that inkling of my brain that tells me nick baker has been playing so well through the first two games that we know baker he's hot he's cold he's it and he's no he's in and he's out he's up and he's down right we know baker he's not this uber consistent quarterback so eventually that uh fucking iceberg that the titanic rocked you know baker's the titanic that iceberg might be coming soon, or maybe not. Maybe Baker turned the other leaf at number 20. Derek Carr of the Saints going up against the Packers. I think I would rather get ran over by a truck than play Derek Carr in fantasy football this week. Against the Packers defense, I'm scared shitless. This guy was the quarterback 33 last week. There's only 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I get Nick, the Panthers defense is uh, sneaky good. But the Packers' defense is actually good. So again, could Carr pull the rabbit out of his hat? Yeah. Definitely would feel more comfortable starting Carr over Pickett and Stroud. But not by a wide margin. At number 21, can you do something for me? Kenny Pickett! Kenny preseason is what we need to call this fucker, you small hands bastard. Going up against the Las Vegas Raiders in Allegiant Stadium this Sunday night. Now, we call him Kenny preseason because in preseason, he was turning heads, right? Fucking full around, like in the horror movies when that little girl that's scary fucking turns her head completely around and you just shit yourself in the movies because scary movies scare the fuck out of me. Um, Yeah, so back on into what's actually important. Pickett put the wool over our eyes. Pickett made us think he was something that he's not. Now, if he was ever to bounce back, right? If he was able to turn... He was Evel. If he was ever to write the ship, write the passage, be up against the Raiders. So, Kenny, giving you one more chance inside the top 24. If you fuck this up, fuck this up, you might not even be in my quarterback rankings next week, even against the Texans defense. At number 22 to close out the E tier, we got CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud looked pretty good through his rookie campaign. Biggest issue for Stroud is that the offensive line is a wet napkin, right? You just push your finger right through there. It goes right through, right? The uh, defense of the Jaguars, sure, they're not world beaters, but 
They're also not terrible. So I think Stroud's going to be pressured. Eli's going to be under pressure dun, 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 in this game. So again, while he was quarterback 13 last week, he certainly has denim. And I, I feel like I have to rank him top 24 every week going forward. I am concerned weekly that the offensive line is just going to do this guy dirty. Moving now to the final guys here, the F tier. If you have to start these guys, you're probably fucked anyways. Jimmy Guap, Jimmy G spot of the Raiders going up against that tough Steelers defense. Good in week one, down week two. Again, the Steelers defense is incredibly scary. So we are going to go with Jimmy Garoppolo's quarterback 23. Again, you know he's kind of consistent. He should probably finish inside the top 24, but won't do anything past that. Number 24, Gardner Minshew of the Indianapolis Colts. 19 is 23 last week, 171 passing yards, two rushes for three yards and a touchdown. A full game sample size. He could easily finish just like the quarterback 24, maybe even higher because I think he's got it in him with a full week of practice as the QB one. But again, on a one-week sample size, you really want to be relying on Gardner Minshew. Moving now to the tight end position, beginning in the S tier with, bitch, you guessed it. At number one, Travis Kelsey. Who would have known, right? Travis Kelsey would be the tight end number one in my rankings. I know, shocker to everyone. This week, going up against the Chicago Bears. Didn't play in week one. Tight end number Drum roll, please. Five in week number two. Better days ahead for Travis Kelsey, who didn't even have 30 yards in that game. Nine targets, four receptions, 26 receiving yards, and a touchdown. Also, I believe he got fined for punting that ball after he scored into the crowd in Jacksonville. You don't have to, or I don't have to talk much about Kelsey. I don't have to fucking gargle on this guy's nuts for you to know. To start him at number two, Marky Mark Andrews going up against the Colts. In Baltimore, tight end three last week, just like Kelsey didn't play in week number one. Solid game in week number two. Again, regardless of the matchup, Andrews, Kelsey, Hawkinson probably going to be ranked in the top three. At number three, Hawkinson, spoiler, uh, going up against the Chargers. Again, probably my favorite game of the week in terms of points. Tight end three in week uh, one, tight end one in week number two. This Chargers defense is very soft. So I like Hawkinson a ton here. Again, none of these guys really need that much explanation early on at the tight end position. As we get deeper, we'll go a little bit more in depth, but you already know you're starting Kelsey, Andrews, and Hawkinson, just like you're probably stuck starting these guys as well. The A tier, beginning at number four with Goddard going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. Fire the cannons, tight end, numero 20 last week in PPR up against the Vikings, though he had seven targets, six receptions, just 22 yards. This Eagles offense is amazing. I know that these guys are going to have up and down games at Brown, Smith, as well as Goddard, but Goddard's always a safe bet at tight end. And again, how much lower can you rank him, even if he struggled slightly through the first two games? At number five, we got Easy E, Evan Ingram, who's been a top six tight end in both of the last two games, currently tight end five on the season. Great matchup up against the Texans, has gotten five or more targets through the first two games. Again, an incredibly safe option. At number six, Hunter Henry, who is the tight end number two in fantasy football right now. I think that barely anyone would have thought that would happen, except for some delusional Patriots fans. The Patriots 0-2, but Hunter Henry still been balling for fantasy. Tight end one in week one, tight end two in week number two up against the Dolphins. Now going up against the Jets is definitely the toughest task he has yet to face as well as for Mac Jones. But at the end of the day, Mac Jones doesn't need to be Superman for Hunter Henry to be successful, continuing to just throw him the ball six, seven times a game 
Hunter Henry has a nose for the end zone as well. So at this point, you've got to be starting Hunter Henry. Moving now to the B tier at the tight end position, beginning at number seven, Sam Laporta of the Detroit Lions going up against that hot Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons defense. Rookie year, tight end eight in week one, tight end eight in week number two, back-to-back -back weeks as the tight end eight, currently the tight end six. On the season, five or more targets in both games has yet to score a touchdown, but it feels like that touchdown's coming for Mr. Laporta. This range of tight end, there is a stark drop-off, in my opinion, from the upside of being the tight end one, end of safety from the S and the A tier, right? Sam Laporta's been pretty reliable right? But we've yet to see him be that top five guy. It could be coming. Number eight, Zach Ertz, my ball Zach Ertz, iconic fantasy team name. Eight or more targets in the first two starts, yet to score a touchdown, but he's gotten six receptions in both games. A lot of the time at tight end, volume is just so key. There's so many bad tight ends that just don't get targets, or not bad tight ends, but just tight ends that I think should be good, like Dalton Schultz, these good players that just don't get enough targets. Ertz, Getting up there in age, obviously, might need to uh, use a walker after this season because he's so fucking old. Ha, ha, so funny, Nick. But yeah, even up there in age, and even with Joshua Dobbs under center, Joshua throw up a Dobb under center, uh, the Zach Ertz train continues to uh, be decent. So we're going to keep starting him even up against a stronger Dallas defense. At number nine, Tyler Higby of the Rams going up against the Bengals in Cincinnati. Two just all right games to start off the season. You start Higby because you know the targets are coming, and it just feels like better days are ahead for Higby. Tight end 15 week one, tight end 38 last week, but he got seven targets last week, just a little unlucky up against a tough 49ers defense against the tight end. So it feels like brighter days are ahead for Higby, especially without Cooper Cup. At number 10, Kyle Pitts of the Atlanta Falcons going up against the Detroit Lions in Detroit. Now I know, Nick, Kyle Pitts, keep shit in the bed. How do you keep ranking him inside the top 10, Nick? Um, this is like the definition of insanity from Far Cry 3, don't you know? Don't you know, Nick, that you should probably stop starting Kyle Pitts? Yeah, I do know. But, I just, Kyle Pitts keeps calling me. He keeps calling my name, say my name, don't call my name, Alejandro. Like that song, I don't even think I got the words correct, but... Man, oh man, Kyle Pitts. Every week, it feels like this guy's gonna be the tight end one. Like, this is the game where it finally goes his way. And last week, even with double the amount of passing output from Ritter from week one to week two, it's still tight end 42. Just throw Pitts the ball, please. Just throw him the ball. Again, if I drafted him, I'm not fucking sitting him unless I have someone ranked higher because we know the upside's there. But man, oh man, do I feel like an idiot for liking Kyle Pitts. Thinking something would be different, right? It's like... Uh, those people that get back with their ex, like expecting something to be different, it's the same shit, different day. That's how it's been uh, for Kyle Pitt's career. At number 11, Pat Fryermuth going up against the Raiders in Viva Las Vegas. Uh, he has two receptions on the year for five yards and a touchdown. Not good because Kenny Pickett sucks right now. Again, if there's ever a game for Pickett to right the waves, to fix everything, it would be here against the Raiders. So we're going to keep believing in Fryermuth for one more week. But again, we'll probably believe in him again next week because even if he shits the bed here, he's got the Texans in week four. Moving next to the C tier, we got number 12, David, the Chief Ninjoku. And after, again, some of those guys that were in the top 11, a little bit suspect. But uh, now that we're here in the C tier, this is where things are getting real sus, all right? Like a game of fucking Among Us. And I know that was a cringe joke in the year 2023. Uh, has yet to finish inside the top 24 in PPR. Still really good tight end. 
and Watson likes throwing to the tight end, but we need a strong game out of Watson again. Pass funnel defense against Tennessee. Hopefully this is Ninjoku's best game. Yet at number 13, Dalton Kincaid of the Bills going up against the Commanders in Washington. Very clear that the Buffalo Bills want to use both Kincaid and Dawson Knox. There's a lot of Dawson Knox truthers in the offseason. I definitely didn't disagree with them necessarily, but I always talked about how Knox wasn't going away, right? Last season, before the season, they backed up the Brinks truck. They gave him one of those fat checks that you get when you win the lottery for Dawson Knox. So Dawson Knox was still going to be used, even though they drafted Kincaid in the first round, right? We are still going to see Dawson Knox one time if you are with me. So Kincaid, touchdown dependent, hasn't scored a touchdown yet, but this Bills team is really good. So you're probably going to talk yourself into playing Kincaid. At number 14, Luke Musgrave of the Green Bay Packers going up against the Saints. Again, not an ideal matchup, but Musgrave continues to get a lot of usage in this offense. A high snap count. Clearly the tight end, number one. Maybe Jordan, love me tender, love me sweet, finds him in the end zone this week. At number 15, Jake Ferguson of the Cowboys going up against the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. He's been getting the targets, but he has 11 yards in week one, 11 yards in week two. That's not very promising, but the targets keep being there. So you feel like the tides are going to turn for Ferguson, especially up against a bad Cardinals defense and our 16 Gerald Everett. For some reason, this team just stops using Quentin Johnston when they should be using Quentin Johnston. Gerald Everett is still a very touchdown dependent tight end. But again, this matchup, it's raining touchdowns like it's raining tacos, that old school song. So Gerald Everett. Again, do I love him? No, but I feel like the touchdown could come his way. Moving now to the D tier at number 17, Cole Komet of the Bears going up against the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. Keeps getting the targets, but they're not very accurate because Justin Fields reeks to high heaven and he hadn't scored a touchdown because this Bears offense is dog shit. If Fields figures it out, Cole Komet is going to start rising up the rankings. But right now, with how Fields is playing... I feel like we can't rank him much higher. Number 18, Hayden Hurst of the Panthers going up against the Seahawks in Seattle. Dominant week one, down week two. Now with Andy Dalton, the red rifle under center. I feel like Hayden Hurst is just going to finish anywhere from tight end 18 to 24. And maybe Andy Dalton gets him a touchdown. If not, you're probably going to be pretty sad. At number 19, Chig Okonkuwu of the Titans going up against the Browns in Cleveland. Bounces back after a poor week one performance. He continues to be open, but Tannehill continues to look like fucking Stevie Wonder in the pocket trying to find an open receiver. But he went four for four like he was at Wendy's last week for 35 receiving yards. Feels like there's better days ahead for Chig. Hopkins doesn't play, though. I would move Chig up the rankings a little bit. At number 20, Jawan Johnson of the Saints going up against the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay. Decent matchup for the tight end. But this team continues to just throw Taysom Hill out there. You continue to see Taysom Hill take over as quarterback in the red zone or just be a pass-catching option at tight end, which does hurt Juwan Johnson. Obviously, you don't want Taysom Hill throwing the ball, even though Derek Carr sucks donkey cock right now. And you also don't want Juwan, or Taysom Hill going in there to catch the ball because then Juwan Johnson is now there. Terrible. Terrible sliding right now for Jawan Johnson at number 21. Dalton Schultz of the Texans going up against the Jaguars. Now, Dalton Schultz is a guy that I really talked up in the offseason. I like this Texans offense. I like C.J. Stroud. The problem is Stroud just isn't feeding him the rock as much. He did get seven targets, though, in week two, so maybe there are brighter days ahead for Schultz. But right now, I don't feel comfortable enough saying he should be a start. At number 22, Kate Otten has looked pretty good recently. Tight end number 11 last week. But when you're in an offense with 
Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Rashad White, who are probably all going to get more targets than you, it's hard to rank you much higher. Closing out things here, tight end 23 and 24. In the E tier, tight end 23, Dawson Knox one time if you're with me. Scored a touchdown last week. It feels like Kincaid's the number one, but Knox isn't going away. And in the red zone, Knox could be the one scoring instead of Kincaid, and he can outscore him. And at number 24, Kylan Granson. Top 14 tight end in the first two games. I'm ready to move Kylan Granson up the rankings once Richardson's back in the game. Because I kind of, I love Minshew. I love the Minshew mania. It's so exciting, right? But you definitely want Richardson in there for Granson to see his full potential. Mo Alley Cox still on the team as well. But eventually Jelani Woods is going to come back and that might derail the Granson bandwagon so thank you guys all so much for watching if you did not enjoy make sure you hit that subscribe button down below as well as hit that like button it would help me out a ton make sure you guys check out the patreon if you want for my rankings every single week updated all through sunday with all the injury reports uh for seven dollars and fifty cents linked in the video description i also answer every single question on there i love you guys all so much hope you have a great rest of your guys day shout out to manscaped link in the video description love you guys have a great one as always good boy.